You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. We are here now for the Crypto Scoop. And man, do we have a lot of good articles that have come out over the last 24 hours that have to do with the cryptocurrency space. This first one, I just really was shaking my head. So some of you may or may not know that there's this gentleman by the name of Jordan Belfort. Um, they call him the Wolf of Wall Street. And all of a sudden, Mr. Wolf of Wall Street is the inspiration who offers cryptocurrency courses for one Bitcoin. So let me he's offering this to his community for one Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin right now is at forty one thousand dollars, which means if you want to take Mr. Jordan Belfort's course, it is going to cost you forty one thousand dollars to take the same thing that you all are getting free right here on the radio. I guarantee you. But he's charging his community forty one thousand dollars. Now, what's significant about this Mr. Jordan Belfort um, is he has reneged on his previous anti-crypto stance and is now reportedly selling his cryptocurrency courses at his Miami Beach Villa for the price of one Bitcoin, which again is $41,000. Jordan Belfort is an inspiration to a whole lot of people because he ran some stuff on Wall Street, but he's got this mastermind workshop. And I am just absolutely baffled as to why people would give him $41,000 to learn about cryptocurrency. And for our community, for a lot of us, we can't even give this cryptocurrency information away. Uh, we're working on giving it away, which is why I'm doing a tour in less than uh, 40 days, in less than 30 days, actually. No, not not quite. Maybe about 35 days. I'll be going across the country trying to educate our community. But a lot of this we can't even give to people. But this gentleman is charging forty one thousand dollars per person for two days at his house to teach them about crypto. And I guarantee you he does not know more than any of us that are on this other side know about cryptocurrency. But he was the person and I'm going to quote some of the things that he said. Just so you all know that you're in the right place at the right time. Now, this dude was called the Wolf of Wall Street, which means he made massive amounts of money on Wall Street. But when Bitcoin came out and I quote, he said, the Bitcoin market has finally ran out of greater fools. So he was calling us fools. Um, he did that in a video saying that anybody who was buying Bitcoin was either a greater fool or a bigger fool. And we can be found in these cryptocurrency markets. And uh, and it says and this this market will crash when it runs out of people to dupe. And so he also said, I know this better than anyone else on the planet. I'm not proud of it, but it's true. I was the man on the opposite side of it and experienced it. I am aware of what's going on. He also called us mass delusionists. He called us freaking crazies. And he told us that we were on a sinking ship. 
Now, Belford is not one of the only ones. We talk about Jamie Dimon and his 360-degree turn. But Belford is the latest one to get in here and say that he's doing these cryptocurrency workshops. And he has billed them as the intimate financial experience. So, these people are learning about the metaverse. They are learning about cryptocurrency. And they are learning about decentralized finance. And he had over 600 people that actually uh, reportedly, I'm going to say reportedly, we don't know that this is true, but he said 600 people actually applied, but he only gave nine people the opportunity to be with him at his home for this weekend. But uh, you all need to know that people are paying big money to learn again what Tavis Smiley is giving to you all for free here on KBLA Talk 1580. So I think that we should be grateful to him and forever. Uh, indebted to him once uh, this thing does what it's supposed to do and that's why we are saying we are ahead of the crypto curve because this is just the beginning of what is taking place and you're going to see many more of those individuals who have in the past said really really bad things about crypto but they are going to start jumping on board and selling their cryptocurrency courses and they don't they haven't even paid their tuition in this space but they want other people to pay tuition in this space so you're going to see that quite often so that is it for that big headlines because he was a huge uh, a person that couldn't stand cryptocurrency um, something else that I want to bring attention to that made the headlines is fresh allegations that emerge against safe moon now, a lot of folks in the black community are jumping in or were jumping in to Safe Moon. And Safe Moon is back in the spotlight. And I'm going to shine some light on this situation for you. I told our community to stay away from Dogecoin. I told them to stay away from Shiba Inu. And one of the other ones I told them to stay away from was Safe Moon. But again, a lot of folks don't listen along with XRP. I have some problems with XRP, too. So just so we can keep that real on 100. And if anybody has anything in opposition to what I'm saying, this is not a, a one way conversation. You can call me at 800-920-1580. Again, 800-920-1580. And we can actually talk about it. But we also uh, can get you to call in with any questions that you have as well. So feel free to do that. But this safe moon is back in the spotlight following further al al allegations of double dealing. These allegations are much more severe than they were last time because some of the individuals that are really closely involved in the safe moon platform accuse the founder and CEO of dipping into the company's funds at his latest um, at his every whim. So if he needs a car, he, he dips into the safe moon bucket. If he needs to purchase a house, he's been dipping into the safe moon budget. What does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, it means that the liquidity for the coin is disappearing because this safe moon founder is a man only known as Kyle. Nobody even knows who this dude is. And very little has been known about him for the past a uh, couple of 
actually for the year. But what we do know is that Kyle was also the coder of another small rug pool. And that's a project that people throw out there. It's a coin that people throw out there, try to get as many people as they can to invest in it. And then they just disappear. It's called a rug pool. So again, stay away from rug pools. How do you do that? Know about the project. But you couldn't even really know about this project because um, there wasn't much to know about it other than word of mouth. People telling their friends and family and their cousins to get involved with this thing called Safe Moon. And when they were getting in it because they were getting other people to get in it, the price was raising. And some people were selling out of the coin, but some people were left holding the bag. But this gentleman named Kyle actually was dealing with this token called the B token. Um, and then he created safe moon. And so if you are watching this space and if you're learning in this space, you're understanding uh, that a lot of this stuff, again, was designed to extract funds from your bank account. But in the early days of this project, safe moon was mooning. And it had a token that had exploded in price, resulting in a peak of valuation of $5.7 billion. It had a loyal fan base formed around the project and influencers. And I'm going to say that again. And influencers talked about it constantly. There were even rumors of a collaboration with MasterCard. And I am telling you this because this is how they perpetrate a fraud in our community they get influencers to talk about it constantly but not only that they say we're getting ready to get busy with mastercard or we're in talks with mastercard not that mastercard has ever signed anything joint venture just nothing we just go off what they're getting ready to do and i always tell y'all i had a pastor that used to say we fixing to get busy well these coins are going to tell you what they're fixing to do but they never do a doggone thing except extract your money from your bank account so be careful as you get involved with all of these other cryptocurrencies we're going to say it over and over and over again because we got to get our community out of losing money we are all too old to lose money the wealth gap is too incredibly big for us to lose money several of us have lost money in this space over and over and over again. We pay tuition and we won't, don't want you to do that. So ladies and gentlemen, as you begin to look at what you want to invest in other than Bitcoin, because I know a lot of you are antsy. A lot of, of you are, a lot of you are going to start off like myself uh, being a coinaholic. And now I am now a recovering coinaholic, but a lot of you are not going to listen and you're going to do this anyway, but do not worry because I'm not going to tell you I told you so because it definitely happened to me so I'm not going to shun you I'm just going to try to help you understand why Bitcoin in our opinion in my opinion is the best asset in this class called cryptocurrency there are over 18,000 cryptocurrencies out there and you have to be very careful what you are investing your hard-earned money and time in ladies and gentlemen also for those of you that are having some difficulty when you go to the exchange to get yourself kyc to know your customer um, you have got to be diligent you've got to be patient they have to know who you are even though there's these 
DeFi platforms out there where you don't have to report who you are as far as your ID and some of those other things. Those are going to eventually be illegal here in the United States. Then you're going to find yourself in a position such as I am being on different exchanges that do not allow you to do business with them if you live here in the United States. And then they lock up all your coins and all you can do is log in and see them, but you can't move them or trade them. So I am that one that is telling you that I really, really hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you are always making sure, um, you know, that you're being patient in the KYC process, which is one of the reasons why uh, I want to make sure that you all understand that we do have a brick and mortar cryptocurrency exchange that will help you get onboarded, will help you get your KYC done, will help you set up your wallet, will help you do all the things in this space that you need to get done so that we can help you with your family's legacy, with your family's wealth. I'm just really super excited about that. We also uh, want to make sure that if you're on a site, that you're understanding that you're going to have to take a picture with your ID. Someone sent me an inbox and they were like, you said we had to KYC. You said we needed to give our name, our address, our birth date and our social. But you didn't say we would have to take a picture with our ID. The reason you have to do that, ladies and gentlemen, in the KYC process is so that they can make sure that the identification that you are claiming to own on the computer is actually in your possession and you haven't just found a, a ID on the street and are logging into the computer and saying that it's you and buying Bitcoin through that name. That is what the KYC process is. So you're going to have to do an actual selfie with your ID. That is how they make sure they even zoom in to make sure the picture looks like you. They also make sure that the address matches. So they do their due diligence. We do that as well. So if you come to our exchange, we're going to do exactly the same thing. Uh, the only difference is we actually give you your Bitcoin in your wallet and we don't uh, hold it. Uh, we don't hold that Bitcoin like some of these other exchanges do. And we've also had some folks that are complaining about not being able to get their Bitcoin off the exchanges. You are able to uh, to do that once you comply with all the things, that, all the hoops that they take you through. And it's a whole lot. Last thing I'm going to say, Cash App is a viable a uh, place to buy Bitcoin for those of you that are doing it there. Just understand that they KYC you later. So that means you can buy $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, $100,000 worth of Bitcoin on Cash App. But to get it off is the new situation. You're not going to get it off that easy. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to talk about something that I am passionate about. And that is why those of us that are in the cryptocurrency space are so hell bent on making sure that our families and our communities are in the know as it relates to Bitcoin. When we come forward, we'll talk about it. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so to our topic for the day, why is everyone so obsessed with cryptocurrency? And as you all know, I say Bitcoin is the answer for everything. Now, how can I say that? 
and remind me what cryptocurrency is. Some people say to me, well, really quickly, for those of you that are new, it is digital money. It lives online. It has no official physical form, but you can still buy it. You can spend it. You can sell it and you can trade it. So why are we so obsessed with Bitcoin? In part, a lot of people are obsessed with Bitcoin because they're just getting on the bandwagon. It's called bandwagon bias. There's a lot of social media chatter. Uh, again, there's influencers out there that are saying Bitcoin to the moon and all kinds of stuff. There's websites like Reddit who um, they were they were some of the people that made GameStop happen. Uh, we got influencers such as Mark Cuban and Lindsay Lohan. We got Snoop, as we talked about yesterday. Elon Musk, like that's why people are getting into crypto. A lot of people because they're getting in on this bandwagon bias. So that's one. Another part of this is there are investment apps like Robinhood and Coinbase that have made the amateur investor uh, readily accessible to this new cryptocurrency game. So it allowed them to get in. But y'all stay away from one or both of those platforms. We will talk about that a little bit later. If you have those, get in my DMs or my email and ask me why. And I'll share that with you. And one of the other reasons is the pandemic. During the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, it gave people a lot of time uh, because they were bored. They had stimulus money to play with. And there were such uncertain times, which we talked about earlier. And they were they were looking for new ways to invest and store their money. Uh, gold, as we all know, is often a go to and an alternative for investors seeking safety. But uh, because it is not what is being talked about so much right now, a lot of people got into cryptocurrency in that similar way. So why are we so over the top about Bitcoin? Well, I've sat and looked around and there's two different groups of us that are over the top. You've got your Anglo-Saxons, you've got your individuals who are over the top about Bitcoin because they have maintained this incredible face in this space because you have no idea the millions of dollars that they have acquired because they were early adopters in this Bitcoin space. So we're talking 2008, 2010, 2011. They were buying Bitcoin when Bitcoin was $5, $100, $50, $500. So they got in when Bitcoin was, was the, were those lowly numbers. And so they have millions of Bitcoin, not millions. They have lots of Bitcoin sitting because there's only going to ever be 21 million. But they have a lot of Bitcoin. So they're doing things like buying cars and and, you know, they're doing all kind of things, houses. They're on social media showing that they're living that life and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I think for them and their mindset is this is the first time that they don't have to rely on on their parents wealth or their uncle's wealth. They can obtain their own wealth, even though their families have new money. They are. Even though their families have old money, they are the new money. So I'm going to say that those that's the first set of, of people that are really over the top about this thing called Bitcoin and for good reasons. But then there are those of us that are over the top about Bitcoin that don't have the parents and the uncles that had old money. And why we are so excited about this thing called Bitcoin is because for the very 
first time in history, there is something that is and can and will level the playing field because we have an opportunity to purchase something that does not fall in the realm of the systematic financial oppression that we've experienced. And so I'm having these conversations with people on a daily basis. And ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, I am so tense and so focused on educating our community. You just probably could not believe how passionate I am about this subject. And I am going to tell you that 157 years ago, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed that allowed us to be free. And black folks in America held less than 1% of the wealth. In 2022, we own less than 1% of the wealth. Why in the world is that the case? The case is because every single thing we put our hand to, I don't care what it is, I can show you how it ties back to people that have systematically kept us, boxed us out of all of the wealth creative, all the wealth creation in this United States. So we have people that I've been having conversations with that say, well, you know, black people are lazy. They don't take advantage of what's being given to them. Well, what has been given to us? So I asked that question. And then some people say, well, you know what? Everybody can start a business and foreigners come here and start a business. But they neglect to mention that when foreigners come here and start a business, they get the business loans because they're foreigners. Just because they're foreigners, we're not given those opportunities like that it's not just given to us like it's given to them that's why when you go to the black um when you go to black communities across the united states all of the stores all of the bodegas are owned by foreigners because they were given money to open up those shops it's not that we didn't want to have a grocery store it's not that we didn't want to have a nail shop or a hair salon they just are not a hair, a hair salon because we have hair salons but places where you buy hairs because they were given money to open those types of of businesses up in our community specifically this was systematically done it was not by accident but also people say well you've had your opportunity to buy property and build up your communities but you all just they act like we just sat around and we just decided not to do that so today I wanted to talk to you why about why I am so over the top about Bitcoin ladies and gentlemen because when wealth was being created in this United States. I'm not even going to get into all the ways that wealth was created. But one thing we do know is the biggest wealth was created or some of the biggest wealth was created in property, purchasing a property. And what we do know is that 16 million, and this is according to NPR, ladies and gentlemen, 16 trillion with a T money was lost in the black community because of discrimination. That is what they're telling us on NPR. And that is because we were not able through the banks to purchase properties and to do some of the things that we needed to do. Uh, and when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about not having access to business loans, not having access to the education that we needed, not having access to all of the things that other 
nationalities are privy to, but are also given just on the strength of them coming to this country. We have not had that opportunity. And as a result, that discrimination has cost us $16 trillion. So if you want to know why the wealth gap is so big, it ain't because we're lazy. It's because they systematically boxed us out of a bunch of things. So, you know, we can go back and forth with this thing. But when we come forward, we're going to talk about our black Wall Streets. And when we did decide to buy property, what actually happened to them and Black Wall Street wasn't just in Tulsa. We're going to talk about that when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk, Talk 1580. So I'm talking about why I am so hell bent on our community understanding and utilizing Bitcoin to close the wealth gap. And I'm just going to read this quote and I'm going to move on from here because I am super passionate about our community getting out of this situation that we're in. It says Citigroup estimates the economy would see a five trillion with the T five trillion dollar boost over the next five years if the U.S. were to tackle key areas of discrimination against African-Americans. And he quote the quote says, we believe we have a responsibility to address current events and to frame them with an economic lens in order to highlight the real cost of longstanding discrimination against minority groups, especially against black people, particularly in the United States. And that comes from Raymond McGuire, the vice chairman of the bank at Citibank. But I got news for you folks. If Citigroup is telling the world that the banking system or the United States needs to tackle the key areas of discrimination in 2022, and they have not done that yet. We are on the same financial trajectory that we've been on for the last 150, 57 years. It is time to do something different because if it ain't going to change, it ain't going to change. So you can keep sitting there thinking the things that you're doing are going to put you and your family in the right position. It is not. It is not. It is not. It is not. And so that is why I am so hell-bent on our community getting this information about Bitcoin, how to buy it, how to store it, how to save it, how to make sure that it does not have to go back to those individuals that have historically held us back from the wealth in this country. I say Bitcoin solves everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin solves everything in my book. And so I'm super excited to be bringing this information to you all. And I'm just going to put this shameless plug Again, I will be traveling across the country starting here in Lamert Park on the 28th of May, traveling across this country, getting the message to our community that we have got to stop relying or hoping that they are going to change their practices in the United States as it relates to African-Americans, black people in this country, because they're not, because there is big money made off our backs and it's still being made off of our backs in the capital markets could care less whether or not they fix the discriminatory practices. Again, this was just said by the city group vice president. So ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin is our only 
only, and I'm going to say only because I can say only because everything else you got falls back in the hands of those people who could care less if the discriminatory practices are fixed or not. So this is the only way we are going to close the wealth gap in this country is to be self-sovereign, to control the money ourselves, to store the money ourselves, and to begin to understand what this truly means to our community. So the digital financial revolution tour is leaving the station we are leaving uh Lemur park we're headed across this country we will be hitting 41 cities across this united states if you have friends and family that still don't get it have them register come out they're going to get themselves some free bitcoin we are going to educate our community we did it last year but we're not going to we're doing it bigger and better than we did last year because we want to make sure that one million of our families have Bitcoin stored in their portfolio. And I really don't care how you get it. You don't have to buy it from me. Just get it. Get in, get some somewhere, find an exchange that you can do business with and make sure that you are getting your hands on this scarce asset called Bitcoin because it is going to start to dry up. There's only 21 million of these coins that will ever be in existence. And right now there are 19 million already in existence, which means that the majority of the Bitcoin is already out on the market. So if you hold a little bit of it, if you have it in your wallet, hopefully it's not on the exchange. If it's on the exchange, that's another conversation. You need to go back and listen to some of my podcasts, but you need to get it off and get it into a cold storage wallet. It is for your best interest. And I've been saying this and making a joke, but it's not funny. We talk about gentrification. We tell everybody do not sell big mama's house, but I want to be the one to make sure that our community doesn't sell big mama's house, but you also don't sell big mama's Bitcoin. So hopefully big mama is buying some Bitcoin for those of you who don't want to get into this space correctly. And you want to do all this other stuff, but you don't want to buy Bitcoin. You need to be getting into Bitcoin, but don't sell big mama's Bitcoin. Uh, that's going to be the next thing that we're begging our folks to do so ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we are going to do our daily dollar cost average i'm looking forward to sharing that with you this is kbla talk 1580 you're linked to the midday money chain with lynn richardson and naja roberts exclusively on kbla talk 1580 we knew you'd stick around this is la's home for progressive talk radio welcome back to kbla talk 1580 all right, and we are here to do our daily dollar cost average, and that is what DCA stands for. So I love to say a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And on this radio station, we are dollar cost averaging every single day for the next year. So I can show you all what that looks like. And so we are DCAing dollar cost averaging. So what we're going to do is we're going to support the Black Wall Street wallet, and that's where we're doing our DCA. Um, you can open up the Black Wall Street wallet on your Android or Apple device, but ladies and gentlemen, today I am opening up my Apple phone. I'm going to the Black Wall Street wallet app. I am clicking on, as soon as I find it here, I am clicking on the purple circle in the middle that has the two arrows that go both direction. I am then clicking on buy 
Bitcoin. It says sell Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, send Bitcoin, request Bitcoin or add cash or cash out. You can do all of that uh, in that next screen. But I'm going to click buy Bitcoin. Then I'm going to click one time. So one time I am going to buy Bitcoin. I'm going to click on six dollars again. There's different increments that you can put in here. Uh, and you can also click one time, one day, one week, uh, weekly, twice a month or monthly. You can set it up and forget it. But I'm going to do one time because we're doing it on air. I am going to click continue. And ladies and gentlemen, it is showing me that Bitcoin is selling right now for 40,600, which is a little bit less than it was yesterday. Remember? So today I, I'm putting in $6 and I get a tad bit more than I did yesterday because the price of Bitcoin goes up and down. So it's not that when the price goes up and down that I get more uh, that what I already have doubles, but it gives me more Satoshis and Satoshis is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. Uh, there are a hundred pennies in a dollar, a hundred million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. So I'm getting more Satoshis today because the price of Bitcoin is a little bit lower than it was yesterday. So I'm going to click continue. And then once I hit continue, it shows me that uh, again, 40,000. 600 is the price I'm buying it at, but I'm only buying $6 worth. And then it allows me to see that 11 cent goes to the Black Wall Street and we're supporting black businesses. So I'm happy about that 11 cent. And then I'm going to hit continue. And voila, I have purchased $6 worth of Satoshis. So you don't need $40,000, 648 40600 to buy Bitcoin today. You can just go with $6 on the Black Wall Street wallet or any other exchange that you want to use. We just want to make sure that our community has access to Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. So that is our dollar cost average. And we're going to do that every single day for the next year uh, to show you what it looks like if you have been dollar cost averaging with me. Some of you may say, I don't have $6 a day. Well, do $6 a week or do $6 a month or $6 a year for that matter just get off zero it is easy to do it is not i shouldn't say it's not going to kill you but uh hopefully it will not kill you to do six dollars i can't tell you what's in your wallet but i will say do not invest more than you can afford to lose this is like any other investment platform it is it is volatile and i am not a financial advisor providing financial advice but i thank you for allowing me to share with you what i am doing for my house and my household and my family and my legacy so with that ladies and gentlemen i am going to ask you to not touch that dial next up we have the fabulous dl hughley show and as you all know dl is the truth and there is some great content that is coming your way this is kbla talk 1580 and you're listening to ahead of the crypto curve with your host naja roberts and i'm on all social medias at naja roberts no underscores no periods no nothing else this is kbla talk 1580 kbla 1580 santa monica I'm Julius White. Here's the latest from the Black Information Network. A third suspect in a shooting at a South Carolina shopping mall is in custody. Columbia police say a black man, Amari Sincere Jamal Smith, surrendered Wednesday. He was charged with attempted murder, nine counts of assault, and unlawfully carrying of a pistol. Birmingham, Alabama's African-American Mayor Randall Woodfin is pardoning minor marijuana convictions. The mayor announced he'll pardon closed convictions from April 20th, 2021 to December 31st, 2021. This after Woodfin issued a pardon for 15,000 people convicted of marijuana possession 
from 1990 to 2020. He's encouraging other mayors across the state to do the same thing. In Washington, D.C., a miscommunication between U.S. Capitol Police and organizers of a Washington Nationals baseball game event is being blamed for Wednesday's evacuation of the Capitol. It turns out the aircraft was taking part in military appreciation at the Nationals game. I'm Julia Swite on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network, and BINnews.com. In Boyle Heights, we've got an accident working on the 5 northbound right at the 10 that is blocking your left lane. Traffic is heavy approaching the scene and stays busy up toward the Glendale Freeway. A work zone in downtown L.A., 110 northbound between Hill Street and Stadium Way, causing delays coming away from the Santa Monica Freeway. And you've got off and on slowing on the 110 northbound between the 105 and the 10. At Mother's Nutritional Center, they make your supermarket shopping easier with prepackaged fresh produce at low prices, carryout service, and quick, convenient e-wick shopping. Shop easy and quick when you use e-wick at Mother's Nutritional Center. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking. Okay? Please. Okay. Ladies first. Ladies first. Hi, I'm Dominique Duprima, host First Things First, weekday mornings. There are plenty of good reasons to listen to KVLA Talk 1580, but let me give you a dozen more. Let's get intimate. I'm Dr. Deshana Johnson. She's Krista. And she's Kiara. And, and this, this is Donna Michi versus Everybody. I'm Nicole Franklin. Welcome to Before You Go. I'm Malina Abdullah, and you're listening to Black Lives Matters. This is not a drill. Welcome back to Ariva Martin Out Loud. This is Legal Lens with Angela Red Upright. I'm Cynthia Brooks, and you're listening to Urban Wellness Now. It's the Backstory with Michelle Duffy. Living in the sweet spot with Angelique Francis. I'm Tasha. Welcome back to KBLA's Lyric Lounge. Yo, yo, Lonnie Love and me, Angelique. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Since one of you heard this many brilliant black women hosting their own shows on talk radio? Never, never, never. Until now. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. We've been shut out, but we persist. And if you're not tuning in, you're missing out. You are no match for the black lady. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Black women have a lot to talk about. Talk about. Talk about. Talk about. Talk about. The D.L. Hughley Show. A no good. Afternoons don't get much better than spending them listening to the D.L. Hughley Show. Why don't you do a crunch, fat ass? And I don't mean the kind with Captain in front of it. <laughs> fat ass. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. And we're back. My name is D.L. What did you set this on hell? You gotta make her say my name one time here. My name is D.L. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for D.L. Hughley. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your quarantine, quarantine connection, connection, uprising, update. Can you dig it? I, I trust everybody had a, four, yeah, a good 420. Oh, okay, man, I slept I, like a baby. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what are these empty Doritos bags? What is this yeah, all about? You too? Roof of my mouth uh, is so toe up, man. Well, yeah. well, Captain Crunch was so Don't say that. Let's leave that one alone. Huh? <laughs> Captain Crunch box is empty. I don't know. Yeah, it was all sold out. At the, at the In case you missed the show yesterday, what had happened was... The question we're asking, you think marijuana should be decriminalized or going through right to the phones? 
We done heard Bonanza because we know y'all high. <laughs> well, I think it should be uh, legalized. I've been believed that I'm a Navy retired Vietnam vet, and I got turned on the weed in 1965 in Subi Bay in the Philippines. And that girl turned me on to that weed, man. And I got me a piece of it, and I took it back to the boat with me. Heck no, it should not be legalized. That is not the weed from the 70s. The weed from the 70s, all it did was make you laugh and eat a whole pot of red beans. This weed spanks the hog heaven. It had people smelling in the grocery line. Somebody even told me, if you want to lose weight, smoke some weed. When you can lose weight from smoking weed. Um, you know what's very interesting? A lot, a lot of people, you know, because everybody knows marijuana is the biggest. Uh, it is. It's kept more people in in servitude uh, since slavery. Marijuana might as well be chains, and uh, uh, marijuana being legal would record would result in hundreds of thousands of black and brown people being released. Most most drug offenses are, are marijuana. So, um, um, happy birthday to Queen Elizabeth. So, unlike uh, Hollywood Unlocks uh, uh, report, she's very much alive. <laughs> um, happy birthday to Tony, Tony Romo. He's very much alive. Um, yeah. He's making more money now as he, that he's commentating on quarterbacks than when, than when he was. But more great. effective, too. And win more yes. awards, <laughs> too. <you know>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> happy birthday to Rachel Lindsay from Bachelorette. Happy birthday to Terrence J. Happy birthday to James McAvoy from Split uh, and Glass and uh, X-Men. Happy birthday to Tony Danza. Happy birthday to Jared Allen from the NBA. Happy birthday to Rob Riggle from The Daily Show and Hangover. He's hilarious. Happy birthday to Brian J. White. Happy birthday to Amber Cheatham, uh, Skip's daughter. Yeah, Dr. Oh, Amber. Don't, don't, don't Dr. Amber. She's Dr. Amber. Yeah, Dr. Amber respect Cheatham. On her name. Yes. yes. I will. Dr. Amber Cheatham, PhD, Skip's daughter. It's, do, it's Dr. Amber Cheatham, PhD, then Skip started. All he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm last. I'm last. And, and if, that's a real doctor, by the way. Yeah, just absolutely. Throw that in there. No, no, that's yeah. the real yeah. doctor. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, well, no disrespect. It's, it's, I ain't just real doctor. Yeah, anyway, a- Tavares Jackson, <laughs> uh, posthumously, of course. Remember, he died in a, a car crash in 2020. So. Uh, it's very sad, but a happy birthday, possibly. Happy heavenly birthday. We got a great show lined up uh, this hour. Uh, Jazz is going to have uh, what's trending. And I, of course, we'll have a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. L.A.'s first ever black-owned talk radio station. We all knew. We all knew. Unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Tell what it's trending. Like the kid, kid, go. Jazz, man. What, uh, man. Tell these good people what's trending. So, uh, of course, with prom season underway, right, there are these two students at a school in uh, Illinois, Central High School in Illinois, to be exact, uh, did a video that went viral because of the way that they they uh, actually, I guess, they call it a promposal where you ask someone to go to the prom with you. However, this is what the sign said. Now, keep in mind, the school is only 2% white. And so the teenagers held up a sign that said, if I was black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white. So I'm picking you prom question mark. Yes. Some students were very upset about it. Believe it or not, there were a lot of white students because it's only 2% black, but certainly the black students were also, you know, upset. And so now of course they're saying we're investigating. (laughs) Yeah. That's all they have to do is look at the sign and see who wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're, we're investigating. Which uh, brings me to the other thing that's trending the story that you did your note on the GED section yesterday about the little 10-year-old kid out of Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Still trending because people want answers from the police. And the police are saying they couldn't see anything wrong <laughs> with the way procedurally everything was, I guess, handled. And they believe that the information that was being circulated on the Internet was incorrect. They were saying the guy, the little boy who was 10, was not handcuffed when they put him in the backseat of the car. What was he and doing? I don't care what, what was in the I car. I know. I totally agree. Anyone who's seen the video, I don't even know how you could even find anything that they say other than we're going to investigate and we don't really see anything wrong. There was valuable misinformation was put placed into, you know, I guess the post and whatnot. Those but men, the, fact the, that the best that they could do him, is, is have four big, heavily armed white dudes manhandling like that. That's the best that that's, they're trained to do that. Mm. A 10 year old. Yeah. Then they need to. Then that. Then that department needs to change his taxes or be sued. Correct. Over some chips that the little boy insisted that he did not take. And then the guy who was watching was like, "Listen, if this is about a bag of chips, I'll pay for the chips. But don't treat this little kid like this. Don't do that." And of course, the police yeah. officers, you know, got slick with him. Uh, it was just. It was. A, it's. It's just a horrible situation, and we see it happen all yeah. the time. All the time. Too, it's just irritating. Times. Yeah. Anyway, finally trending. Shout out to uh, uh, J.R. Smith. A former NBA player who is now a freshman walk-on golfer at North Carolina A&T and landed a huge deal with Lululemon, the very first uh, male golfer ever to be endorsed by them, uh, which is pretty dope. And of course, first black man, period. So super dope. Congratulations to uh, J.R. Smith. But that's what's trending. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Coming up, we got a little note from the GED section. That'll be up in 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. The fight, the fight, the fight continues with the D.L. Hughley Show. Courage is Courage contagious. Is contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580.